What if employees engaged with their work software like it was Candy Crush? In this episode, I get to speak with Tobias Washington, the head of learning experience design and digital adoption at Christus Health. Christus Health is a massive not-for-profit healthcare organization with over 600 facilities. And Tobias is here to talk to me about how he keeps over 60,000 healthcare professionals using their technology effectively. I'm your host, Leah Siener, and this is Digital Adoption. Hey, Tobias, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited. I'm super excited to be here. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. So before I ask you all sorts of questions about digital adoption, which you know, I really feel like there's just no one better to to talk to us about digital adoption in the context of learning and development, and then more specifically in the context of um, healthcare, which I just think is super relevant. And um, you know, so we're going to dive into that. But before we get there, I'd love for you to just tell our audience what your role is, um, and then like what your overall goal is um, as you know as that role in your organization. Absolutely. And first of all, your comments are too kind. It's it's just a pleasure to hear such nice things from you and the Walk Me team. Yes. So uh, here uh, at Christus, my role is uh, really to focus on the digital uh, associate experience at Christus. They call their employees associates. Mm-hmm. And so it's really to create a consumer-like experience in every part of their jobs. And so uh, I have the digital media and content teams, which are responsible for creating all of the content and kind of graphic design, visual design. We do a little bit of AR, VR work through that team. And we have a product management team, which is responsible for all of the technologies we use to produce that digital experience. And then um, I also have uh, software training um, as a part of my responsibilities. And I would say that the overall goal of leveraging uh, digital adoption and our just overall goal in, in this space of digital experiences is to just create that consumer-like experience that you have outside of work uh, to bring that inside of work because that is our that is our world external. And we want to make sure that that same frictionless experience that we have as consumers, uh, that we we create that same experience for our associates um, in the workplace. That's awesome. So you want work to feel like playing Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is, that is so that is exactly it. How do we make work feel like uh, exactly what we do outside of work? Right. It's, it's so funny. I, I was talking with my boss and I said, why aren't we recruiting on TikTok? You know, like, yeah, that's, or why aren't we recruiting on Instagram? Because that's where the workers and the talent we want are, you know, let's let's go there and get them. <laughs> totally. Totally. I think that that's just like, I think that that's something that across industries, people are really starting to realize is like, you can't have one experience at work and another experience in life anymore, because right. that won't cut it. <laughs> you, know, you, you can't like, you can't like shop on Amazon and then have to like manually input everything on the computer at work. That's like right. it's not, it doesn't add up. 
Like you can't buy a car completely online and then, uh, you know, have to come to the office to sign your paperwork to start a new job. Like, you know, that, that those experiences don't match, you know, if totally. you buy a car completely online, surely I can onboard myself virtually some kind of way. <laughs> totally. Totally. I love that because I think it also means that the more we push customer experience, the more we're inevitably going to raise the bar for the employee experience. Absolutely. And we're all both, you know, we all work somewhere and we all buy things. (laughs) So it's like a cycle. Yeah. And how do we begin to see the employee as a client, as a customer versus as an employee, you know, as, as these, as HR teams and as uh, you know, talent and learning professionals to really start to see them as our CI employees or and and Krista's case associates as as someone who's buying a good or service from me or we're offering a service to them like how do do we start to make that mental shift in the way Mm -hmm. that we uh, offer things to our employees and how do we start to see the services that we offer as products right to that um that they are purchasing from us. So absolutely. I'm Very super, cool. I get, I get, I get super excited about this. So you have to, you have to <laughs> cut me off. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the best kind of guest. Yeah. Someone who like geeks out over, you know, di- the digital experience. Yeah. Um, me too. So, and okay. So, and how, you know, I mean, I, I obviously researched you, so I know this, but for our listeners so that they can take your word for it and, uh, you know, and the advice and the input that you have to share. Um, how did you get to this place? You know, how did you become an expert? And also, you know, I can say as, you know, part of walk me definitely a champion of digital adoption and digital learning. Like, how did you get here? Yeah, I think it's, uh, the expert part is, is, uh, tough, but I I would definitely say because the space is still very new. So I would say that, Uh, I'm a huge supporter and champion of the space and striving every day to become more and more of an expert in how we think and how we approach uh, digital adoption. But I would think the epiphany uh, that I had in 2016, 2015, I was working uh, to put together a garage door in my home. And uh, as, as a I have instructional designers that that report to me and they work really hard to put together these manuals and these job aids and all these great things that are just really paper based. And I was getting ready to put together this garage door opener in my home. I took out this really nice manual that the garage door opener people had put together and it was really big and thick. And I was like, uh, nope, <laughs> threw that to the side without my phone. Yeah. And Googled uh, some YouTube videos and watched the series of YouTube videos that helped me put that garage door opener. And I never opened the manual, never looked at any of the things that came in the box. And it was like, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really weird, but it, it was like sitting in my garage having this epiphany, this aha moment, like, why can work and corporate learning be just like that? Why are we still producing these experiences? And and the crazy thing is, like, I have a team that reports to me that creates this stuff that I just threw away. And (laughs) and I wasn't challenging my teams nor myself to to produce that experience that I wanted, you know? So 
I think that that's when I really became a champion and really said, hey, you, you know, came back to my team and said, hey, guys, let's blow it up. Like, if, let's just get in a room. Let's whiteboard. Let's figure out. Like, there's got to be a different way. Like, how do we make this work inside our organization? Uh, you know, the way, uh, you know, the way we have experiences outside of work. So I think that that's, that's when I really became a champion and, and, uh, and striving and set out to be an expert, if you will. <laughs> that's awesome. That's such a great story. It's like, and it's just like what we were saying before is like those two experiences, like the work experience and the life experience are just merging. Um, so I love that. That's such a great example. So what are kind of, I mean, I know that you guys have put already a lot of, you know, time and resources into tackling digital adoption challenges at Christus, but let's say rewind before you got there and realize that that was a space that needed to be, you know, tackled. What are the main or a few of the main digital adoption challenges or digital experience challenges that, you know, you guys were experiencing in the organization and, and that you think might be, you know, pretty universal challenges for either big companies or, or even for healthcare companies specifically? Yeah. So this is probably the fourth organization I've worked for. And until recently, uh, a good majority of my career has been in the training space. And mm -hmm. every organization that I have worked for has had the exact same problem as it relates to getting information in front of the associates or the employees and making sure that it, you know, and when I first got in the training field, that there was this huge buzzword of uh, just in time, just mm -hmm. in time training. And mm -hmm. we were all trying to figure that out. Uh, and we were we were producing uh, these new QRGs and these new smart tip sheets and cheat sheets and every other buzzword you could think of <laughs> to, to try yeah. and solve that problem of how do I make sure folks know what to do when they uh, want to do. And there's all the research around the forgetting curve and uh, the 7-2010 models and all these things, right? We were still all having the same problem from organization to organization. And what I, what I, you know, we have done so much to try and uh, conquer that problem. And more specifically in healthcare, our nurses and our doctors and our clinicians are trying to take care of our patients. And yeah. we're constantly trying to teach them how to use this new software, teach them this new tool. And, and, and they come into a classroom environment and they do what they need to do to pass the class and get back on the floor. But I think there's also that added challenge of in healthcare, how do I want, how can I make sure that these folks know how to use these tools and these technologies um, because they might be taking care of my mom or my dad. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want them to have a gap in knowledge in the moment of need. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to, you know, that's that's kind of what also fused my passion around the work that we do in healthcare. It's just I wouldn't want them to put the wrong prescription or uh, put the wrong dose on on my uh, on my parents or my child or my family members' um, uh, medication order. 
right? Or whatever they're working on, the billing, you know, because even in the billing space, I don't want them to put the wrong code on there and we get the wrong bill. Yeah, it can <laughs> so get pretty whatever, steep. Whatever they're doing, we want to make sure that, you know, that we that we provide that in-the-moment need. And, and no matter what we did, all the strategies we put in place, none of them stopped the, hey, Joe, how do you do this? You know, mm-hmm. we, we could we could do whatever and it didn't matter. They were still going to find the, the person that was the know it all on their team. Do <laughs> it. Ask them how uh-huh. do I fix this problem? Yeah. And 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 I think that that's the overall challenge that we've always had. And I had this huge team in the IT department trying to solve that problem. And we were getting ready to start a a project for our physicians. And I just said, hey, time out. Like, we, we can't keep doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Like, we have yeah. got to look at some different solutions and, and you know, went back to uh, this product that I saw at a conference and said, you know, let's try it. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's see if this could be some of the answers to some of the problems we we're trying. We've been trying to solve for 15 years, right? Wow. That's crazy. And did you kind of see that all of these different problems were actually all rooted in the same problem, which was, you know, not being able to, you know, get your employees or associates to like fully adopt or, you know, use, utilize uh, the software? Like, was that clear to you all along? Or or was that kind of like, you know, the walk me pitch that led you to, to realize that there was one problem, or is that something you kind of started putting together? Like, Oh, these are all kind of the same problem. I think it's something that you, you, you know, in the back of your mind that, you know, as an IT geek as well, that sometimes the system can only do so much, right? Yeah. There, there is a human component that we have to try and build, um, and there's some friction in, in, in the technology and how do we overcome that? I think the product itself and the digital adoption space starts to shine a brighter light mm-hmm. on a problem that we've known was there all the time. And I think it's a problem that we didn't know, uh, you know, the right term or the right, or the right uh, key phrase or whatever that might be to say or to coin it like like this space has become the digital adoption space but we've always known that it was a problem and yeah. we've known that there was a series of issues that kept us from really getting to the employee and reducing the friction as they try to use these technologies very cool yeah you know it seems to me just from you know talking to so many different people and hearing all of these stories that it's kind of becoming more intuitive now now that any large company, even small companies, but especially large companies need to be so heavy on the digital side. There's just really no, you know, option anymore. It's just like not professional anymore to like (laughs) do things the hard way, you know, and it's like, so everyone kind of is going to start to face these problems. And then, you know, and the more you scale, the more employees you have, the worse these problems get, obviously. Um, So it's really interesting to hear that. And I do think that you know, it's starting to become more and more this, you know, thorn in the side of enterprises that are trying to really be successful in digital transformation. They're like, but I'm doing everything right. 
That's and like, right. it's not working. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to the, the conversation we're having. It's just becoming an expectation that if you are not thinking uh, about how you support your employees and your associates in a more digital capacity, then you're, you are basically uh, setting, setting your employees and your associates up to move to the company that the companies that are. Totally. You know, I, it was kind of like me and my wife where I like to eat. So me and my wife are going to get some food this weekend. <laughs> and we were we were trying to figure out which restaurant we were going to and thinking about like all the social distancing and things like that. And so, yeah. we were, OK, well, we know that that restaurant is going to be crowded and, and then I'm going to have to call and I'm going to have to wait on hold for 10 minutes to place my order. But this restaurant has a online ordering where I can order it right now. By the time we get there, it will be ready. Um, I can click the button in the app and the, uh, and they'll they'll know I'm in the parking lot. Like the whole process, even though totally. I'm driving, I'm still doing the same activities. But the, the, the introduction of technology uh, that reduces that friction that we speak about um, totally made my choice as to which restaurant I was going to eat from, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think that that's the same thing that's going to happen in the business world. When I go to start a job application, and if that process isn't easy enough and friction, and there's a lot of steps and unnecessary things, and I have to go through a lot of unnecessary challenges to get a, my profile in the system, <laughs> you know, in, in, this, in this market, I will stop your application process and go over to the next application process. There's a whole Totally. Totally. So as we think about this war on talent, whether it's trying to find the right people to be on our teams or trying to keep uh, the right people on our teams, we have to focus on the digital experience because it is now an expectation that yeah. you have a digital presence and your presence is smooth, simple, and easy for me to use. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. You know, I think like um, you're, you're giving a lot of insight on the experience side and it obviously benefits the business to have happy associates or happy employees. But um, I'd also love to hear, cause I know that billing was like a real point, you know, like a real reason that you guys realized you you wanted to get a digital adoption solution and that it was worth investing in. Um, so what do you think kind of are the effects of driving revenue <clears throat> in an organization that's not, you know, that hasn't yet detected a digital adoption problem versus a company that has like, where does the, you know, rubber meet the road um, in terms of money and billing and revenue? Yeah, and I think that that's one of the challenges that I've been very open about that we had initially because uh, sometimes this stuff, all this, all the time, this stuff is very cool, and it's it's hard to stop and say, "Hey, you know, what, what problem are we really solving?" <laughs> because because you know it's cool to us, and we know that it's bringing value. But to a most senior executive, their 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 role is to keep the organization profitable, right? And and how do you articulate to that CFO or and and your CHROs and folks like that, that this is actually helping our bottom line. Uh, 
And I think the real goal is to to really stop and make sure that we're focusing on the things that do bring the most value to the organization. And and sometimes that requires a little bit of a deep dive and maybe, you know, some time. Um, But what I have learned is that usually if you can put a quantitative measure on folks' time um, and, you know, the time that they waste trying to find the answer, uh, yeah. the time that they waste uh, trying to uh, uh, produce <laughs> something that's less than quality. Uh, you know, you think about in the building space, you know, where we where we tried to leverage Walk Me a little bit as well. If they put the wrong codes on, on those folks' bills, then how much money are we leaving on the table? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, part of their job is to try and find every th- every dime that we're owed, <laughs> yeah. even though we're a faith based Catholic healthcare company. Yeah. The goal is like we got to keep, you know, our sisters um, would tell us, hey, no margin, no mission. Right. So <laughs> their goal is to make sure. That's awesome. That's going to be the title of your episode. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, being fair to our patients as well. But yeah. Uh, no, it's efficient. It's making yeah. sure that it's efficient and accurate yeah. on both sides. You know, the same way you don't want to overbill, you know, a client, you also don't want to, you know, not not get paid. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so how how can we put solutions in place that um, help with those things? Those are things that can two things. One, that from a healthcare perspective equates to the bottom line. But then how do you really say, hey, look, this as an aggregate, aggregate, this is what our associate population makes. And if they spend, you know, two hours a day trying to uh, find the solution, how much how much more efficient or how much more could they have gotten done if we gave them that two hours back? Totally. Um, Yeah. You know, it was just recently we were. looking at how an associate goes to change their address and they go to our HR portal and there's a number of steps and then mm-hmm. like they fill out this ticket and then another associate has to go in the back end and uh, make the change for them. And it was, you know, it was like, well, how much time did that take? <laughs> like that was a lot of time on both ends, right? Yeah. And so how can we, you know, get the associate to do that themselves, right? And, and maybe not have as many FTEs to do stuff that the associates can do themselves, right? Um, so it's looking at those types of things that really help um, demonstrate the value and, and that it brings and ultimately to the bottom line. Because my my executives, rightfully so, uh, don't don't deal too much with the soft costs, you know. So yeah. we we really work hard to get to okay. If 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 we save an, an associate an hour of time, we save the organization this much money. Yeah, and exactly. So it's kind of like a two. It kind of affects the revenue of the organization specifically in healthcare in two ways. It sounds like one is actually billing accurately, which can be saving you otherwise lost money. And the other is enabling your employees to work faster and more efficiently, which allows the organization to make more money. So it sounds like, you know, it's two ways, (laughs) both important. Yeah. Very cool. And then, you know, I would, 
love to know I'm in a different country than you even. So the experience is probably very different, you know, over the last year you're working in, you know, specifically in healthcare with the pandemic, what, I mean, did you feel like, you know, you guys were in a better position to be able to serve the greater community because you kind of had already figured this out, you know, like when, how did you see that demonstrated over this last year? You know, it's it's really funny. Getting digital adoption or getting walk me rather into our organizations and getting folks really centered around the vision. It was hard work. Um, Yeah. Still hard work. I still have to every now and then justify why mm-hmm. we're focused on uh, some of this work, and and rightfully so. Folks need you know you need to be challenged to make sure that you're doing the right things. But it was interesting that when the pandemic happened and a lot of these things were taking place, there was there was a lot of. Um, calls to to my team specifically saying, okay, we, we're trying to think about how we solve this problem. Yes, we have the answer because we've already been pushing in this direction. We we can leverage, we can leverage our digital adoption tools. We can leverage some of our other digital strategies to um, to reach our workforce who for the most part is no longer in the office from a from a um, uh, desktop knowledge worker perspective. Um, so I, I saw it in a number of ways. We we were able to get messages to them directly to their desktops. Yeah, uh, we were able to. One of the one of the things was um, we we they were able to show them even how to code their uh, their time to for, for pandemic purposes because our organization would be reimbursed for. Um, for time they spent on like a COVID unit or something like that. So wow. you have a shortage of staff and you have a staff, <clears throat> excuse me, that's very focused on, uh, very focused on our patients more than ever, <laughs> you know, uh, they, they, we, they didn't have, I mean, it's hard to get nurses to read emails anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly didn't have time uh, to yeah. do that now. And so how, how could we make it better that when they logged into the timekeeping system that they were able to just go right there and it, you know, something showed them how to get their time coded to the appropriate department so that the organization was reimbursed appropriately. Wow. There was a number of ways that we leveraged um, digital adoption to help us, but I would just point those out. Hopefully that kind of gives some insights, but. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, I think it sounds like, you know, the, I mean, the pandemic hit everyone hard and kind of posed new challenges for every organization. But, you know, I think that already, like you said, you're like, yeah, I do know what we can do. I've been working on it this whole time. Like in a way, I think that this, chunk of time has been very validating for the professionals in their organizations that have already been champions of pushing, you know, the digital experience, valuing, kind of finding the new modern way to teach and train and recognizing that the old, the old ways aren't going to work anymore. And that it's really obsolete. You know, like you said, it doesn't matter what you call it. Uh, no one's going to read the cheat sheet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> well, and even if, and, and, and maybe, maybe they will, uh, read the cheat sheet. So if we go back to, uh, my, me going to get something to eat example, 
Yes. It's still, (laughs) I still needed the menu. It was just how I got to the menu that was uh, important to me, right? So if I had to drive to your restaurant and pick up a paper version of the menu for someone who's a digital accelerator or who appreciates digital experiences like myself, that was going to deter me from coming to your to your restaurant. But if you gave me a digital way to access that that information, I'm, I'm more likely to um, subscribe to your services. So one of the things that we learned in our digital adoption process is that there are folks who still want the cheat sheet and need the cheat sheet and the job. Mm-hmm. They still need that menu is how do we get it to them? Right. And that was that's one of the biggest problems that we needed to solve was how do we make sure that, that when they need the job aid or the training materials that they can get to it at, at the at the moment of need. And so mm-hmm. the, uh, in, in, in our world, we leverage WalkMe. And so we are able to put the we call him Noah. We don't call him WalkMe. We put right. the little Noah icon on every application. And anytime you see that Noah icon, you can you can be confident that the menu is there, the job base, the cheat sheets are there. Uh, so I don't have to go search on a SharePoint site or remember uh, which stack of paper it is in on my desk. There's folks who still want the job aid. There's some folks who don't like the bubbles. So it's really more about how do we provide them with the experience that they want, but still, how do we get them the menu? Did you guys customize that? Noah, does he like, does he look different or is he just the, or he just, his, just, his name is Noah. Yeah, his name is Noah. Uh, and we selected him for a number of reasons. We're, of course, a Christian uh, faith-based uh, organization. And one of the uh, interesting stories in the Bible is how, you know, Noah guided all of the different uh, uh, creatures to, to safety from the, from, the, from the great flood. And, and, uh, and so we, we, we look at it from that perspective. Noah is helping us navigate our, our our transitions. <laughs> Lots of, of life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's but awesome. We, we, um, yeah, we, we, he is customized, you know, depending on what we're doing, but you know, he's always Noah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tobias. Really. It's like really awesome to hear. I love all of your analogies and stories and it's very, you know, human. And I feel like your perspective is, um, it's kind of, it's just refreshing because it's a reminder that all of these, you know, massive business decisions that are being made and, you know, software investments that are being made, it really does come down to people and the human experience. And, you know, the fact that, you know, there's no longer a separation between, you know, your user experience as a, as a person and your user experience as an employee somewhere that those experiences need to add up and it, it needs to be pretty seamless or else, like you said, you know, employees will go elsewhere and the organization will suffer. That's so that's right. That's right. Well, yeah. it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully the folks who are listening find some value and, uh, but thank you so much for giving me that. Totally. My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. you Thanks.